0: Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Hollywood Haymaker podcast. My name is Dustin Dubuque. And I'm John Hanson. And we're back and we're going to be chatting all things Netflix today because it runs our world in every single way now. Well, we thought it'd be...
1: Nice to kind of give. Uh, a lot of people have Netflix, so these are films that you can watch right now. You don't have to wait for them to come to theater; they're right there, available for you to click on. But uh, there's a lot available on Netflix, and a lot of it is bad. But we've waded through a lot of it, and we have found a couple <laughs> so gems. So
0: much bad. Yeah. Well, and that's the problem with streaming services: is it's you, there's so much there mm-hmm. that you have to fill, so people feel like they're getting their money's worth. So guess what they do? That's what it is. It's filler. It's filler. It's crazy how much filler there is. And again, I think we talked about it quick last time, but I don't know. Like when Netflix first came out, it was supposed to be like great movies all the time. And now it's whatever we can chuck on Netflix. It's all the movies all the time. It's all, <laughs> is it all? I think all's, all's excessive considering wow. how many movies I can't find ever on Netflix. Right. And then they go on and off, which is so depressing. Reasons why I have to have 18 subscription services to be able to watch 40% of what I want to watch. Yeah, this has gotta reach a, a breaking point. Is it something. though? I know, I think me and you were texting about this the other day, I think. Like when when is it? But you know, Disney has theirs coming out next year.
1: Right. And DC just came out with, with DC one. Comics. Yeah. Um I, at some point there's gonna be there's gonna be so many that it's just gonna collapse. It
0: is. That. It's impossible. Like even now, I think I I think I told you like I haven't had cable in five years, six years. And, you know, I lived off Hulu and Netflix for a few years, just those two. So that was what, you know, 20 bucks a month. If that now I'm up to like sling and HBO and, um, uh, I have WWE network, which is something completely different, but still that's how I have to like survive on subscriptions. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, I I think I'm still spending like 70 bucks a month on all this stuff in Amazon prime. I'm granted that's, you know, one, one purchase every year, but you know, I watch Amazon video too. Yeah, I was reading that uh, piracy is up because of all the streaming services. It's crazy. Well, nobody can afford it. Reasons why Game of Thrones piracy is outlandish. Did you see like what was it? The last episode of the last season was pirated like seven million times. Yeah, that's crazy. It's because nobody wants to spend fifteen bucks on HBO. Right. Because well, they can't afford it. They already put it into all their other streaming services. Exactly. It's crazy. And then I actually. uh, I was a streaming service provider until the end of this month for Filmstruck, which was uh, vintage movies like uh, Criterion Collection and uh, TCM. They were going last two years, but I see Fox is uh, canceling that subscription service, which makes me sad because it's like the only service that I can actually watch a movie pre-1980 on. So it's Mm. cool. Yeah, so that made me sad. Granted, Christmas gift on that one. Didn't have to pay for it. That's how (laughs) you do it. I know that's honestly what I do. I think Christmas this year, I'm asking for an HBO subscription. That they're yeah. going to pay for it all year, yeah. so it's one subscription service that I'm paying for now that I'm going to try to take the year off on. Yeah, and then that you know that doesn't add the internet and everything in either, but it's crazy. But because of that, you're slammed with all of this junk, right? And especially Netflix, who is the worst of junk. <laughs> but so the couple movies that we wanted to talk about because they're newer, and we'll probably talk about a few more um, as they get going. Um, well, I suppose first we should do news. Because we have well, some movie news. Predict it all up now for the Netflix. Oh, do you want me to hype Do you want me to keep well, the hype they're, train going? They're dying you don't want to, to keep know. they're trying to know what we think. They're dying well, to know. We'll should get we some, do your should we do your movie first or mine? We'll get, get
1: to we'll some do. movie news in a little bit, but yeah. we might as well
0: We might as well go right into it. Um, yeah. with the bulk. But uh I will let we'll let you go first. I know so John watched Hold the Dark, yeah, which is a Netflix original, which is what we're talking about. Yeah. Um and I think he enjoyed it a ton, so I'm gonna let him take this one.
1: I did. I was um, I was scrolling through. Uh, me and my girlfriend were looking for something to watch, and we saw this movie listed on there called Hold the Dark. I knew nothing about it. Didn't know what it was. All I all I saw was the little, you know, a couple sentences that Netflix had written about it. And um, I thought, well, we'll give it a shot. And if it if it's not good, we'll turn it off after 10 or 15 minutes. But uh, we both really enjoyed it and stayed all the way to the end. And and um, Basically, it's uh, it's kind of a thriller. Um, the initial setup is that um, this little boy goes missing, and they're up in they're up in Alaska, and um, it feels very kind of isolated there. I I really enjoyed the the setting of the film because it felt like it felt like you were someplace where. You know, if your child were to go missing, or if some, you know, if you did have some kind of tragedy, what would you do? There's no one around. So, um, the mother of the, the little boy writes a letter to this guy. Um, she believes that a wolf has has taken her her, her son or killed it, her son, and um, she writes a letter to this guy, who's like a wolf expert, and uh, he's written novels uh, about wolves and things. And so, played
0: he, by Jeffrey Wright, by the way.
1: Yeah, Jeffrey Wright. I've seen him in other things.
0: Yeah, well, I know the one I'm looking at, quick, but I know I knew Christina Royale. I knew he was in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's in Source Code. Did you watch Source Code with Jake's I didn't see that one. that yeah, was pretty good. And then uh, uh, the other big one he had was uh, he was in uh, uh, Hunger Games. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Of course he was in okay. Hunger Did you watch any of the Hunger Games movies? I think I've seen most of them, but yeah, I don't yeah. remember him in there. He's, uh, he's one of the people in the, um, like, don't quote me on anything that I know about Hunger Games outside of watching the movies, but uh, he's one of the people, and isn't he the main guy who like helps her through, kind of like what's going on when she gets to the city, or whatever that's called, know, the main maybe. government? I'm pretty sure. I just remember like Woody Harrelson was kind of her. Right, but I think he was he was the opposite, end. like Woody Harrelson was like the, what do you want to call it, the degenerate guy, where this guy was like the city guy that was helping her through. I'm pretty sure, but yeah, you've All seen right. him before. He's one of the faces that. Yeah. He's around a lot. Yeah. I definitely recognized
1: him. I just couldn't figure out where I'd seen him, but, um, but he was great. Every, all the acting in it was really good, which really, um, you know, I thought that I thought all the acting was good. I thought the directing was good.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. And this, yeah, I agree. Jeffrey Wright's great. And so it's uh, Alexander Skarsgård, which you'll get into. Mm-hmm. He's spectacular. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, so she, she writes this letter to this guy. She asks him to come up there and basically help, find the wolf that's responsible for her son's disappearance. And there's been some other, um, similar, uh,
0: like disappearances, disappearances in the
1: area that have been credited to the, to the wolves in the area. So, um, that's kind of how it, how it starts. And it, it really unfolds though. Um, it, you, you, you kind of learn pretty quickly. You kind of learn pretty quickly what happens to the boy. Yeah. I
0: would say,
1: and it it really kind of unfolds the story more and more and it just kind of keeps going and i i really enjoyed it. i don't want to say much more than that cuz i want you to watch
0: it yeah i would think i don't <clears throat> think it's too much of a spoiler to probably assume quick that that's not really what happened i yeah, don't that, think that's a secret right so yeah so that that's kind of what sets
1: things in motion but after, after that point it really it keeps going and it's just it's just a really well made film Um, I really, like I said, I really enjoyed the setting. It was up in Alaska. The
0: setting's great. And again, John had this discussion. I, I love setting and I love setting in snow. I don't know if it's because we live in Northwest Wisconsin, so we know exactly what it looks like, but I love, I love isolation. I love knowing that I love seeing the snow in the trees. They did a great job. I thought in the beginning too, with some, a lot of green screen work, um, they did a really good job at setting the landscape of this massive location that he was flying to, that keeps them pretty isolated. And they did that with the village that, the, that was there you, around too. Do you know
1: for sure that it was green screen? Do, totally.
0: In the first couple of scenes were well, like the one, especially where he's on the landing strip at the plane. And he's trying to show that he's flying into the, you know, did you look that up? No, I can, you can see it. Well, I, I'm glad you brought
1: that up. We had this conversation before and he, he criticized the film for the green screen. I actually went back and rewatched some of it to see, if I could see what he was talking about. And I couldn't tell that it was green screen, if
0: it was green screen. So I did a little Googling. There's no way there was not a single green screen used. Not saying that there was, and I'm not saying the whole movie wasn't, I'm not saying that like every single shot that they ever shot wasn't, wasn't natural, but there was a few, there were sequences that they were trying to show the grandiose location. It's a, it's, it's pretty obvious. It's a green screen. You don't fly actors and all these people out to get one shot standing on an airstrip. Just to have the background. I'm not saying the other like overboard shots. That's yeah, but there's just a few scenes that you can see that early in the film. And again, it's it's lower budget. You can just tell.
1: I think you might be wrong on this one. I I did some googling. Um, They filmed this in uh, Calgary, Canada. Sure. Amongst the wilderness and the mountains. That's fine.
0: They can film it in Calgary. Doesn't mean they can't can't film some of it in a studio. That's that's what I
1: noticed. There may I don't know. There may have been, but I I couldn't tell. Totally. I think. Um, a lot of the wilderness shots. Oh, they're were great.
0: Yeah, they look great. Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you can tell. Willie Green's, no movie tell. is ever shot fully on location anymore. I couldn't There's tell. I no couldn't way. Tell nobody that. can afford it. And nobody wants to sit out. No actors want to sit on Calgary all day and sit in the woods and have well, to do apparently all Jeffrey crap. Wright was willing <laughs> to <though. laughs> yeah. they went up to Canada in the house and they filmed a lot of this. So. <laughs> but it does look great. And and it and it makes for Sk- well, and, and I guess the thing we can say about Skarsgard's character is he was in the war. Um gets shot pretty brutally. Um because that's what gets him sent home, right? Is that how it went? Again, I haven't seen it, it's been about a month, month and a half now. Is yeah. Because you said I you didn't kind of resaw it recently. I don't know
1: if we have to say too much more about it. I think um I just want to give people a little something to hopefully be inspired to go check out the film. It's
0: extremely violent, too. It is. I mean, it is brutally <laughs> violent. Yeah. I mean, pretty hard stuff. And it is, I understand, again, um, I understand that it, it is It is odd, like, the, the way to get to where you're getting. I understand why, now that we looked on Rotten Tomatoes and it has a 31% amongst humans that watch it, and a 70% amongst critics, I can kind of see where people are getting at that, because it is a little odder than I think you're making it sound to me. It, it yeah, as far some, as... I mean, it's not only is it extremely violent, and Alexander Skarsgård, which isn't, I don't think, a spoiler at all, he's a really rough, terrible person. I mean, it's bad. Yeah. So it's probably, people don't like that, A. And then the ending, I think, is... I don't think it's bad. I can see why people, some people, wouldn't like it.
1: Well, I enjoyed it all the way through. Um, I really enjoyed the just kind of the tone of it. Um, it could be a little slower paced at times, but uh, very kind of atmospheric and creepy. Yeah. Um,
0: creepy, always. Yeah, it's a great job on the creepiness of oh, it, yeah. and because you're always kind of feeling like, why is. Like you're always a little uneasy of what's going on, which I like that feeling. Yes. When they can keep a feeling like that sustained of like what's happening and stuff, I think it's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Check out Hold the Dark. Yeah, you should. Available right there on Netflix.
0: Definitely good. Mm -hmm. And then another we apparently we're 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 providing two movies that are super uneasy to watch because um I also watched we also watched Twenty Two July, which you said you didn't finish. I couldn't. Didn't we tell you that? (laughs) <laughs> this is part of the podcast now. You can't do this anymore. You can't do the shut-off. But you it, didn't shut it off for bad reasons. Like I, I, I you saw didn't enough. shut it off because you didn't like
1: it. I saw enough to see what the film was. Um, 22 July is based on a true story about an event that happened. Was it Norway?
0: Yeah, it was Oslo, Norway. Norway.
1: Yeah. In and, 2011. Um, it was a mass shooting. A lot of young uh, people, like teenagers and stuff. Yeah. Um, this guy, he, he dressed up as a police officer and he went to, uh, it's like
0: a, it was like a church camp on an Island pretty much. Yeah. You can only get there by ferry and he used his police uniform and credentials because he just set off a bomb in the city. Mm-hmm. So people were on terrorism watch. So then he used the terrorism watch as like, maybe I'll get onto the city and, you know, uh, um, be, uh, be, you know, be the guy that's going to help these kids because that's kind of where the. Rich people send their kids to this camp on the island,
1: right? Um, and he, he basically goes there with a bunch of weapons and, and
0: yeah, I and mean, he kills a lot. Yeah. It's a pretty bad thing. I remember when it happened. I actually remember like hearing about it and stuff. But it was like it's a really it was like the, easily the worst mass shooting in Norway or any part of Europe, right there. I had never
1: heard about that event. Yeah, and, um, uh, the film it's it's a well made film. I mean, if, you know, if you want to be educated on what occurred, but. It was really truly awful. The guy was just a horrible character. Um, watching the film, there's graphic violence towards young young
0: kids. Yeah, which I have troubles with yeah. in a lot of movies. I, I, I that is one thing that and the reason why I actually had troubles with Logan um, was that exact thing. Was towards the end of Logan, all them kids get slaughtered and murdered, and just because apparently it was in a superhero setting, people thought it was okay. But I, even then, I was like, this is this is a rough go. Mm. But yeah, this one, you know, I mean, it's real events. So you know that this guy took right. a machine gun and mowed like 68, 69 kids down of a couple hundred. Right. It was pretty bad. But yeah, but that that's like the first half, like half hour of the movie though. So how far did you actually make it through? Uh, there
1: was about 40 minutes left. So after, after the the shooting and all the violence, um, they kind of, they, they do take the guy into custody. And yeah, he the, surrenders. Yeah. The movie follows sort of the, the legal process that occurred after that. And it's just kind of, um, it's just really off putting the guy is just off putting.
0: Well, and that's, you know, and I, I did a little reading about this one and, uh, you know, the survivors of the attack, um, they kind of enjoyed, it was interesting to read like what they had to say. Like they, they enjoyed the fact the way the movie made him to be like, he's crazy, but really good at hiding it. Like he's so, so really, yeah. So you follow this, this gentleman, who, who did the shootings and, and you're, you're getting three stories you're getting his you're getting the kid that um had him, he gets shot and barely survives he gets like two in the legs and one in the arm and then one in the head and somehow he, survives he, and then he his, lost some fingers yeah and, oh yeah and he got his hand blown off yeah
1: and they show this they, they show, in the movie. It's, it's
0: brutal it's, and, it's but really i guess tough. that's
1: it's really tough to stomach it
0: really is but I, I think the and that's the point they're trying to get across is this guy's terrible terror he's a terrorist Mm -hmm. and then they show his and what I thought was fun was to see and and movies it's never like done well enough but his legal team like the guy who that's his job he has to he has to provide assistance to this man because that's the way the world works in democracies so you get to see this guy's life just by being the guy who's like trying to treat this murderer like semi-humanely but it's interesting to watch the the murder's like case of like, well, he, he believes he's doing it for a bigger cause. Like he's starting a revolution, which he's not. And then he creates like these ideas in his head and it's, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, yeah, I can see, I can see that. But it is, it is interesting. I thought him as a person and the way the movie showed it, it, it he's an interesting guy, like in the terrible ways, but it's like a psych, it's like a psych psychiatric I didn't look.
1: find it interesting. I found it disgusting. Well, you're I, supposed to, but yeah. it's an
0: interesting disgusting. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch it, I, I mean, care. it's tough. Uh-huh. It's a tough set. But you get to see the redemption with the kid. You didn't get that far. The kid who finally gets... Where the movie could have been shaved a good 12 to 15 minutes off. I understood the kid was recovering and he had a really tough life and he was going through all these things, but the movie showed... And probably by the time you shut it off, the movie showed multiple times of him, like walking down the road and getting better at walking. I'm like, I, I got it. Trust me. I, I get it. I get what's going on here. But yeah, then his testimony at the end where he like, he makes the great joke. Cause one of his eyes is blind too, from getting shot in the head. And yeah. he makes a great comment where he's like, uh, they ask him like what happened in it. And he goes, uh, you know, and the guy, the murderer sitting on the right and he goes, best part about not having my eyes. I don't have to see him. And I'm like, it's good so yeah it's brutal though it's tough real life stuff and we were just talking We you know and it's funny last week we talked about United 93 yeah. and how tough that is. Same, same same director, director yeah. I didn't realize Paul I didn't realize when I watched 22 July who directed it at all that mm-hmm. showed Paul Greengrass my, makes a little more sense now that he's good with tackling really rough material mm-hmm. because he did Captain Phillips too Uh yeah that was a good one too love Captain Phillips great stuff and he did a few of the Bourne movies too yeah, he's a great director,
1: and I've yeah. enjoyed his movies. And this is a—it's a well-made movie. It's just not one that I could really stomach. Um, you know, the, seeing the violence towards the kid—I think when the kid's fingers got shot, that was where I was like. Right.
0: Yeah, and the only reason why I think they went that far is because I was the main kid. You didn't—it didn't get. I mean, it was still graphic. I mean, he was shooting him. Mm-hmm. Pretty, he was mowing him down. But uh, I think they were trying to pump it because they were like, "This is the main." protagonist in the movie, so we need to get the, the heat on him. But yeah, it's, it's ugh. yeah, tough stuff. Yeah. But still good to watch. Good good movie to watch. One of the better things I've actually seen on Netflix. Um, no. Especially when it comes I'm to sorry originals. To
1: hear that.
0: <laughs> hey, just because the movie's disgusting and sad doesn't mean it can't it's getting the point across, I think. Again, that's the same thing I had with Logan, and everybody told me I was wrong. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't like watching kids get murdered you know, so easily. Yeah. But lighter note. Good movies on Netflix. What are some of the ones that you that you know? Do you, So I looked up Netflix originals, which are ones that Netflix physically buys mm-hmm. and puts on their streaming service. Mm-hmm. And and then there's all the other ones, too. And I know one of the ones that I want to talk about, just because John and I have been talking about it a lot the last couple of days, even though I thought it was a Netflix original, I think it's not on the list I found, which who knows if that's right or not, but I'm pretty sure it was, was The Invitation. Mm-hmm. And since yeah. you watched it a lot more recently than me, I'll let you take over the reins of the, the plot quick. Yeah. So The
1: Invitation came out, I think, in 2015. So it's a couple years old. Sounds right. But <clears throat> not a big film that a lot of you have probably seen. So we're going to talk about it. Um, it The movie starts with uh, this guy and his girlfriend. They're on the they're on way to a uh, like a house party, like a dinner party that they've been invited to, um, it's actually being hosted by this guy's ex-girlfriend. And she's invited a lot of, a lot of their, their friends, people that maybe they haven't seen in a while. They're kind of getting them all back together for this, for this dinner party. And, um, that might not sound like a very interesting premise, but, uh, the film, it, it gets really interesting. You can kind of tell, um, that things are not quite what they seem. And it's
0: pretty much immediately. Yeah. Like, but right when they walk in the door, the couple that's hosting the dinner party, there's something wrong with these people. <laughs> like, like you don't know what, but you're like, oh, these people are weird.
1: You're, like, yeah. It's, something, it, it, it's just very, um, it's got this kind of unsettling atmosphere to it. And, uh, you'll spend most of the film trying to figure out kind of what, right. what's going on what's, right. and what's, you know,
0: well, and, you know, it's good too. like and the unsettling thing is, is, is it's two parts. It's the, it's the main portion of what's going to happen. That's unsettling, but it's also the room is uncomfortable and unsettling because the guy and his ex have lost a child. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the room knows it. And everybody knows this is like the first time they've been together in like two years is this friend group because they, mm-hmm. they were like the couple that everybody, you know, hung out with. But the second they get divorced because of this tragedy, these people don't see each other in this capacity really anymore. They don't hang out at dinner parties. So like, this was like, you know, guy has a new girlfriend, his ex has a new boyfriend. So they're like, all right, let's, let's get together, which has already made the situation itself completely uncomfortable. So even before you get to like, what's going to happen, you're already like, oh gosh, these people should just, you know, maybe they should just not talk to each other because I don't think it's going to work, you know, because they have a couple weird interactions of like, just being in each other's presence and knowing that they've, you know, went through such a traumatic experience that at that point you're already uncomfortable, just, just in general. Yeah. And, and then there's a pretty much, uh, what do you want to call it? A party crasher kind of comes in. Um, and he, uh, he's the one who changes about midway through the movie about what's going on here. You know, after they have drinks and they have fun, this guy comes in and pretty much goes on this rant kind of, right. Isn't that, that's what he does. He kind of starts talking about, what does what he? Doesn't he ask him to do something like everybody has to go around the circle or something? Or Are you talking him? about the, the yeah. host of the party? The the girls? No, the bald guy uh, oh, the, John Carroll Lynch, the, the guy who guy. comes in and like he he's not friends with them. He's only friends with the people. He's like the one outlier. He's yeah. the he's the guy who's not in the friend group. Yeah,
1: well they they show this video, um, and oh, that's right. The, yeah, they, I mean I don't know how much I want to say about the film because I think it's really just uh, it's another one where it's just really interesting to see how it kind of starts to unfold and
0: yeah, the layers are great, but I mean, yeah. you know, you, you obviously know it's not, I don't think it's a secret that once, uh, that gentleman appears that he's the, he's the X factor. Cause he's the, he's the person who doesn't fit. Right. But yeah, not, but again, it gets easily one of my favorite movies. And it was actually 2016, um, of that year. I loved it so much because it was just unsettling. It's crazy. It's believable. Yeah, it is like I, I know that you can we've talked about like small details like any movie where you can leave the house and just leave. You can always think that like you can always just just leave. Just don't don't stay in the cabin anymore or whatever you want to do. You know, like every horror movie or thriller. It's like just get in your car. Yeah, that was probably the only
1: criticism I had of the film was I did feel like there was several times where the, the main guy could have just maybe left the house. But,
0: but I felt kind of. But it, it, they're it your friends, <laughs> you know, if I was with my friends, would I just abandon people that I like and, and it's, stuff? It's, was it's going
1: a, on? Honestly, it's a very small criticism. It's a film yeah, it's, that I, I really, I really enjoyed, it or we wouldn't be talking about it here. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's spectacular. Yeah, it's just, it's just kind of a slow burn, but it's one of these ones when you get to the end, it all kind of comes together. There was a few moments throughout the film where I thought, "Well, that's kind of that doesn't make that's weird that doesn't yeah, make sense." Right. But when you get to the end, the final sequences, you you know, pretty
0: whole, solidly good. It's so good.
1: The whole movie really is the way it comes together at the end, and it's just it's one of the it's a great mystery that you gotta you gotta watch and, and see yeah, right. see it come together. It's clever. Yeah, very clever. Yeah. Very, very. I thought
0: wild. that that last thirty seconds where it put it all, you got it all, you yeah. understood it. I thought that was. The perfect cherry on top that I've never really that I've seen before, but not in that context of like the same similar idea. Right, clever. That's great, why great movie. Everyone should watch Invitation. Yeah, absolutely. by far one of my favorite movies. That can be found on Netflix all the time. It's been on Netflix since they put it out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So, what else you got? You have any other ones that you really uh, like? Because I know some of the Netflix originals. So um, that I brought up, um, that I wrote down, and there's not many. I, I, I realized I went through the list of original movies and I've watched. It's, and again this goes to the list of Netflix I don't know a solid 60% of them and I really pay attention not saying every movie I'd want to watch but uh, um, it's crazy but some of the ones that I didn't like that I did see that were popular enough that I remember when they came out people were watching them or you know when Netflix comes up and has a new movie it, 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 you know the moving banner trailer it's like the movie for like four days that watch me please because we're the new movie on Netflix you know Um... I think you talked about to me, you watch um, You Don't Feel at Home Anymore, or I Don't Feel at Home Anymore. That was with uh, Harry Potter. Didn't you watch that? I didn't watch that. Okay, good. Then never mind. Don't watch it. <laughs> uh, the Discovery with Jason Segel. <clears throat> Did you watch it? Excuse no, me. but I usually, I didn't hear it. Uh-huh. I like Yeah, it came out, came out earlier this year. Um, Is it a comedy? No, not at all. Oh. No, it's a dark, it's like a post-apocalyptic movie where he's, uh, um, again, Trying to remember, but it's him, and he's uh his dad creates a machine that can like look into people's minds and is trying to advance the future, but he hates everything about it and he lives this like miserable life. Mm -hmm. But at some point he meets a girl that's all connected, so he has to go back to this this life that he completely avoids at all times. It's not good. I remember when it came out, I was so disappointed (laughs) because it looked interesting. I like it when comedic actors do weird things, and that just wasn't. Wasn't it? But it, it was yeah. perfect for Netflix. Um, the new Gerald's Game, the Stephen King movie that people got into. I didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. I was like, eh. I, I
1: kind of, I kind of lost interest pretty early on in that one so because. Did I.
0: <laughs> I mean, people know what you're waiting for. Like, if you knew Gerald's Game at all, which I didn't read the book, but I know enough about the book to know the point of why everyone. It's every Stephen King movie, you know. There's a point in every movie, every or every book that everybody knows. It it's the clown in the in the sewers. It's Christine. It's the car hits somebody. Cujo. Eventually you're going to... Gerald's game. Guy's going to be tied up and stuff's going to happen to him. And The girl. The girl. I mean, sorry. Yeah, girl. And uh, She's going to pull her hand pretty much. Did you see the... I mean, she's going to pull her I hand. Didn't, I didn't get to that part. Oh, yeah. You missed the so violent, uh, brutal uh, <coughs> part where she uh, pretty much rips her hand through the handcuff, which is kind of the point that I knew was coming. Yeah. But yeah. It wasn't great. I didn't think mm-hmm. that was kind of mucky. Mm-hmm. Um, you texted me about Mute, if you should watch Mute. Uh, it looked, it, it, it looked interesting. It's but. not. Okay. It's Yeah. <laughs> this is why we have this. We can tell each other. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch Cloverfield Paradox? I heard it was so bad. It was so bad. I That franchise is, has gone straight downhill. That franchise, I, to me, has never been anything.
1: Oh, the first one was great. Nah. Yes, it was. Nah. I loved it. It's ridiculous.
0: What? I don't know how people can even stand watching it. It's just so freaking.
1: The first Cloverfield was basically a found footage film about essentially Godzilla. It's yeah. like Godzilla from street level
0: point of yeah, view. Yeah, but the, the the I understand that, but the found footage in it was bonkers. It was tough to even sit and watch for me. Like I was like, oh my gosh, my eyeballs are like ready to blow up because the camera won't stop. I understand why. That's the point. If I had a camera and I was carrying it through Godzilla destroying Earth. It'd probably be some pretty bad footage. But you wouldn't have tripod. No. <laughs> just set it there. And just right. watch it and then just tips over. So the whole <laughs> the whole movie is sideways as it's watching. No, yeah, that's why Cloverfield didn't I, it for me. But I liked, people love it. I like the
1: first one. And um and then they did what was it called? Twelve Cloverfield. Twelve Cloverfield, Cloverfield Lane.
0: What again, which people admit wasn't originally a Cloverfield yeah. movie. And then they're like, you know, if we did like two rewrites, and through an ending sequence, we can use the name. Right. And that's what they did. Yeah, it feels like a movie that wasn't intended
1: to be a Cloverfield movie. Of course. It doesn't seem so to fit
0: That it. ending is tacked on yeah. so hard. It it was a good movie. It was fine, yeah.
1: They, they should have released it as an original
0: movie. Yeah, but then it, nobody would have saw it. Oh, yeah. Do you think so? There's plenty of original movies that people see. But when you tackle, this is, again, why we've started this, because this is our main complaint. When you tack on the name... Right. It makes people want to see it more. They think that's that's Hollywood's sort of philosophy:
1: is we need that name recognition. We can't just make a good movie and expect people to want to see it. We got to call it something people recognize. Right. Well, you know,
0: I I kind of agree with you. I'm like, you know, John Goodman's name recognition is pretty good. Like, if they would have sold it, which they did, kind of, off like, this is John Goodman. He's he's this guy. I think that's enough of a selling point, personally, for, when, for 12 Cloverfield Lane.
1: When you look at the list of the great movies, how many of them are sequels and remakes? Right, right. Everything it's has to be F- an F- original at some point.
0: Right. Well, but that's why Cloverfield's looked at very fondly. The first one? Yeah.
1: And that 12 Cloverfield Lane or whatever it's called, is it 12? Yeah, it's 12
0: Cloverfield Lane. Uh, they could have just released that as an original. It was a good movie. Yeah. And they didn't need the Cloverfield part. No. They didn't need that. That ending is so that, funny. It's so awkwardly tacked. You know it's not part of the movie. Yeah. There's, there's not a single mention. They didn't do anything. They just threw it on. <laughs> but it's because they knew they had this. And and from what I know about Cloverfield Parrot, it was the same way. They cr- somebody created this movie, mm-hmm. and they went, yeah, that's, that's pretty similar. You know what? We could tack that on, too. And that's what they did to this one, too. And So dude, the, the Cloverfield name
1: has now just kind of become garbage because it's like, if you got a crap movie that, uh, well, it doesn't have to be a crap movie. The John Goodman one was good. Yeah. But if you well, just have some movie and you want to give it some name recognition, I ah, would we'll call it part of Cloverfield. Of course. Nobody knows what Cloverfield is anyway. So we'll just exactly we'll just call this another Cloverfield. Exactly. People will want to see it, right. try to figure it
0: out. Well, it's what they did with like Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. It's not really a Fast and Furious movie at all. Vin Diesel shows up for nine seconds. (laughs) I know. Well, exactly. Because it wasn't a Fast and the Furious movie. They created a car movie at a time when car movies were hot, and they went, can we get Vin on set for a day just to shoot a cameo quick and then we can throw that it's a Fast and the Furious movie on? Granted, at least Fast and the Furious has done a good job of now embracing the fact that that movie existed and actually put it. So at least they've done it. But at the time, everybody knew. It was like, this is bullshit. (laughs) This isn't real. And movies do it all the time. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so don't watch that. Uh, A couple of the other ones, quick. um, Cargo came out a few months ago. Did you watch Cargo? That was the, that's a post-apocalyptic zombie movie with uh, Martin Martin Freeman. Um, And uh, it was okay. It wasn't great.
1: You're seeing things I enjoy.
0: Yeah, I know you are. And then Apostle was the new one this, uh, this month. I don't think you get around to watching it. Um, told that, me it wasn't Yeah, good. it wasn't good. I wasn't sure if you were going to just quick catch it or not for me. But, uh, um, yeah, and I love cult movies. Uh, cult movies are one of my genres that I enjoy. I like The Sacrament more than pretty much everyone else that I ever watched it. You watched that a few years ago. The Sacrament? Yeah, it was pretty much loosely based off the Jamestown. Um, but you should watch it. Nobody else likes it. I loved it. because. Where's that available? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I'm not, sure you can find Netflix, I don't think so. It was at the time, but you oh. know, Netflix rotates through. So those are a few I seen that I, I don't like, but the couple I, I can mention um, that are probably newer. And actually there's one that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head that I just thought about. Um, did you watch bright when it came out? Um, that was the big, that was the Netflix's first. We're going to spend way too much money on a movie. I didn't finish it, but not because I didn't enjoy it. I fell
1: asleep, but I'm going to finish. You should. It. I you liked know, it. I liked what I saw. I,
0: on, on my previous podcast, we talked about Bright, and I—it's not good, but it sure is. I liked it. It sure is fun. Yeah, it's like,
1: fun. It's a fun one.
0: It, it's like, you know, because that was Netflix putting a lot of money into a movie. You know, like mm-hmm. they put hundred mil, probably more, into that just to throw it on Netflix. I mean, they throw it in the theaters like four minutes, but it's basically like cops, but in a but world where some of them are like. Aliens, or what are even the orcs? Orcs, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's uh like cops
1: in Middle Earth. It's even McGregor,
0: Ewan McGregor <laughs> plays uh the orc, right? I'm oh, pretty was sure. it? I didn't even know. I'm pretty it, sure it, it is. Has so much makeup on Yeah. I, I'm about 100% sure, but like that was kind of the first big test for. But if, yeah, if you take that kind of fantasy setting. Joel, Joel Edgerton, sorry.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, these are like the, the, the law enforcement in there.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like this is—I per- mean—Bright has a 26% among critics and an 84% amongst uh, humans. Right. Because it is—I—I—you I, know—and amongst I, humans, amongst human beings, yeah. Us. But it, I, I do give it credit. But you know, they're coming out with the second one now because it did so well. Sure. Of mm-hmm. course not. Why not? That's what you do. Um, the other couple ones that uh, that I point out that aren't up your alley are uh, did you, uh, Meyerowitz Stories, which has been still and Adam Sandler's new movie earlier this year or last year, I think. Now. It's not a comedy, so... Um, What's it called? Com- the Meyerwitz stories. Oh. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed I it. I think I watched uh, about 14 seconds. Because you didn't that. laugh? Correct. Yeah. You know, not just be You stereotype actors, I've learned. <laughs> just because Adam Sandler is 85% a comedian right. it doesn't, doesn't mean he can't, mean he can't, he can't not perform Shakespeare. Something. He can't do other things. Right. But yeah, it's pretty good if you watch it. But I can understand, it, of course, like any movie that's um, publicized incorrectly. And I did see the trailer for it. I'm sure we'll have an episode later about trailers and how they incorrectly publicize movies because that is one of my most frustrating things on the planet. Most trailer-
1: frustrating thing with trailers—they give away too much sometimes.
0: Sometimes, yeah. Just
1: tell me the, you know, the premise. You know, yeah. You know, I'll show up if I want to see it. Right. They like to give you the whole story, some all of the them. twists.
0: Some of them. There I'm was one. Movie there was one and- relatively recently that I I remember seeing I, the new Jurassic World. I didn't watch it because I'm not gonna. Um, that trailer is. Both of them, because I saw them both. I don't watch trailers unless they're before a movie. Um, I saw both. Both trailers. Do I need to see the movie? Like I couldn't believe they showed me everything, and it was yeah. all the action. And I'm like, that's the only reason why anybody cares about this anymore. Like nobody really cares. But uh, did you? You didn't see that new one, did you? I, I did. Oh, did you? I didn't like it. I
1: thought it oh, was. Man. I thought it was aimed more at, at kids. Um, I liked Jurassic World, and I love. The original Jurassic Park, sure.
0: Um, I love the original. I've not liked a single one since.
1: Uh, I I like Jurassic World quite a bit. Um, it was like a horror movie. It was terrible. There's a dinosaur rampage
0: and killing Ugh, people. It was crazy, stupid. It was so stupid. What was stupid? That Everything. It was Chris Pratt can't not barely acting, and then the girl running away from a dinosaur that's chasing her in high heels at the end, and just. Dinosaur, and I mean when they blew that one raptor up with the bazooka, I was laughing pretty <laughs> hard because that was hilarious. No, I just thought I just thought everything about it was just like so. Uh, I was so done, so done. That's the reason why I'm 100 percent done with the franchise, and I'll never watch another one unless I have to for this. Nah, so if you force me right. <laughs> to be like, well, we have to watch it for this, I'll say yes. That's the only reason.
1: I like how they ended Jurassic World. They set it up nicely for the, for the next one.
0: <laughs> Stop messing with dinosaurs! These people should know this park was created because of the first one because dinosaurs got and kill people. You should be better at what you do. Don't let the dinosaurs kill people anymore. It's bad stuff. But yeah, so I mean, those are the ones. I mean, I remember the very first Netflix originally came out with be- was Beasts of No Nation. I remember that was the very first one, and that had Idris Elba in it because that was Netflix showing that they wanted to create an Academy Award movie. And uh, boy, was it ever Academy Award bait because. It was good, but you can, you know, the movies and we'll probably talk about it, especially now we're getting towards the end of the year are made to try to win an Academy award, man, that movie just checks the boxes. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, those are the, the Netflix originals I have. Um, what else do you, uh, what else you got on there? I mean, there's always stuff that you can watch and I'm sure randomly we'll randomly review stuff just so people can actually sit down and watch them immediately instead of having to go to the movie theater. Unfortunately, I don't have much more than that. I,
1: I've watched a bunch of them over the last week trying to find some gems. Oh,
0: you watched the new, uh, guy from the raid though. You watched that was the man who killed Oh, you, talk, you should talk about that. Cause I yeah, haven't seen it
1: yet. I almost forgot. Uh, it's called the night comes for us or something like yes, that. Yes, you're right. And, um, <coughs> yeah, it's an action film. It's got the guy from the raid and, uh, I thought it was good. I mean, it's, it's nonstop action. A little slow at the beginning. I was kind of waiting for. I had, I had heard it was like nonstop action. So uh, first 10, 15 minutes, I'm like,
0: "Well, you got to give it a couple minutes."
1: Right. Well, apparently, <laughs> yeah.
0: I've heard it's like nonstop after though. Pretty much. I've heard yeah. it's crazy. Like when it comes to just,
1: it's it's crazy over the top. I and mean, some of it you you could tell was you know obviously done with editing and sure and uh, compositing and that kind of thing. Um, but I, I still really enjoyed it.
0: Sure. I mean, I like the original raid. I thought the, mm-hmm. the second one, I, uh, people like the second one more. I didn't, I thought I think the first one. The, I just love the way it's like pretty much a video game like yeah. level by level by level till boss fight, boss fight, boss fight. Yep. It's clever. It's and cool. man, and, and I love the fights because they're a little more contained, you know, they're in a building yeah. the whole time. So like fights go from small room to a larger living room to a hallway. Mm-hmm. Never once is it too, uh, like big over the top um, till the end where raid two, I felt, uh, felt that sometimes, but either way, it's still fun. I mean, if, if that's your thing at all, the editing and the, and the stuff that goes into it is pretty amazing. there's, there's man, they are violent. <laughs> it's crazy. The yeah. violence that they do. I don't know if you get almost any more violent when it comes to non-torture
1: than the raid movies. What's the name of the guy that was in those movies? Oh
0: he's, yeah.
1: And where's he from? He's from, uh,
0: they're Indonesia, Indonesia. Um, it is Joe Taslim. No, is that his name? Yeah. Starring Joe. Well, then it comes for us is Joe Taslim. Eco loss. Isn't that his name?
1: I Pretty think sure. maybe that's him. Yeah. That's Eko Uwas, Yeah. Okay. So he's, I think he's kind of becoming the new, like action kind of guy. Like, you know, we've had different ones over the years. But
0: can you speak English? Oh, I don't know. See, I think that'll be—that's the probably his deciding factor is if he can speak English or not.
1: Well, I think he's already got a few really popular films under his belt with the Raid series, and now uh, The Night Comes for Us, and he had a supporting role in uh, an American film recently. Yeah. It was something mile 20, 22 or something. Or
0: oh, was yeah. He was. He was in mile twenty two. Mile twenty
1: two. Yeah, I didn't see that.
0: He was also in uh, Star Wars: Force Awakens. What did he play briefly? in Star Wars? Um, doesn't say. Also appeared briefly in Star Wars alongside his Ray Two co-star Yu Yan Ruan. So it must have just been a cameo on something. I'm sure.
1: Okay, but yeah, he's
0: he's really good. I mean, yeah, I mean, the stuff's fun. Yeah. It's just, uh, he played Razu Kinshi
1: in Star Wars. Wars. Yep. I, don't know, I don't know who that is, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be in Star Wars. Well, right? he was probably under a bunch of makeup or something. Oh, I'm sure he was. But, yeah, uh, no, he's, he's really good. His movies have been good. I, I recommend The Raid 1, The Raid 2, and The Night comes for us. Right. They've all been really good.
0: Yeah, I think we'll have to, uh, maybe next week for sure, we'll talk about the new Orson Welles movie that Netflix just put out. Because okay. you're, aren't you an Orson Welles fan? Didn't you talk about that?
1: I didn't say I was exactly an Orson Welles. I got nothing against the guy.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's just interesting because it's his long lost movie that they finally finished. Yeah. After what forty five years or something, and then Netflix picked it up, and I've heard it's good. Are, like, I, I, think a lot of people will say that because it's Orson Welles. But they just finished it. Yeah. So like. I, I don't know how they've done it yet. I didn't. I, again, because I don't like to detail a bunch of stuff about a movie before I watch it. Mm-hmm. All I know is it's Orson Welles' long lost picture that he has a lot shot, and it just needed some finishing touches. Mm-hmm. So they went and did it, and now it looks supposed to look pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And so it's you know 40 years after the fact or whatever. But Netflix just came out the other side of the wind. So like, they probably well, in a up. bunch of lightsaber. <laughs> King Kong from Skull Island right. coming to destroy yeah. everyone. Yeah, you can tell what the new footage was. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, a couple of the movies we'll have to talk about, and again, because we'll stay pretty up on Netflix, um, that uh, the Western that comes out on November 16th is Ballad of Buster Scruggs. That's Liam Neeson's <laughs> movie, which is coming out on Netflix.
1: I'm getting kind of tired of uh, Liam Neeson, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Well, I feel like he's always getting into trouble everywhere he goes. Like... <laughs> the last movie I saw with him, and it was called The Commuter. It's like you got can't yeah. get on a train without some terrorist attack or something.
0: And that's Hollywood for you. Yeah. Once they see a formula that's working, which is Liam Neeson, um, being in trouble and saving so yeah, because he did he did the three Takens, which everybody we all understand. The first Taken super fun. The other two are super terrible. Yeah, and then he did a Nonstop.
1: Right, which, where he's on an airplane.
0: Yep, and then there's one more in there, Unknown. Yeah. And, and unknown, which is between nonstop and taken, which I was that's I about. think that was which I watched it and I for it, don't but. remember anything about it because it mm-hmm. fell in the in the litany of movies that so, I don't need to remember. Sounds like they had titled it appropriately, right? So that one comes out too, and then uh, the other couple I see on here are uh, and I don't know what they are, but I know Roma, which is the new uh, drama that is Alfonso Coron, who did uh, um uh, oh my gosh. He did the Revenant, and uh, so oh, the, speaking of the Revenant, uh,
1: Hold the Dark was shot in the same, same area where the Revenant was filmed. So look. if you if you enjoyed that kind of that kind of vibe that the Revenant gave you, if Hold the if, Dark is right, if, in there.
0: if anything about the Revenant, watch it for your eyes. Mm-hmm. The Revenant is, could not be any more gorgeous.
1: But did did you feel that uh, Hold the Dark was comparable?
0: No. What? No way. It no, was filmed in the same. It doesn't matter. The filming was not. It was the Revenant also had a budget of well, probably what five times more than Hold the Dark did. The way the Revenant shot every single shot was pretty amazing for a movie that I was not as in that into. But man, the Revenant, just the way Leonardo DiCaprio looked over the cliff. That was a real shot of him looking over the cliff. You These could, are real shots in all the dark. Not every single one. <laughs> no way. But yeah, no, it's not as comparable. No. And that's strictly money wise. And that's just because there's no way they had the cameras. There's no reason they also didn't have Leonardo DiCaprio who probably cost them twenty million dollars just to get to make that movie. So that's that's that.
1: Well I'm just saying the, the scenery, the landscape, yeah, the it's kind great of the
0: setting. Similar. Yeah, totally. And again, you like being in the w- in the wilderness, in the cold,
1: the snow covered. I love snow covered
0: wilderness. Yeah. All right, so we talk Netflix. So now we got to talk some movie news. Sure, um, we'll switch it up. Every other movie podcast I listen to starts with movie news. We'll be the opposite. We'll end with it. <laughs> so if nobody cares, they can stop listening. But if you do, which you should, and I know John, so John. It's fun because he has a background that I don't have, which is why like, I'm gonna enjoy some of this podcast. Um, is, is Marvel like Star Wars and all this stuff? Because this guy actually owns like a comic book store, yeah. so I trust him to tell me things that I don't know beyond the movies. Mm-hmm. So now I have to listen to him complain about Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, yeah, and why he's not excited, right? So, so there oh, may John's it. wrong,
1: whatever, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Um. Yeah, so they're making a new Joker movie. Um,
0: and it is a standalone. It's a Joker movie, or is he in the next one? It's called The Joker. Joker, right? Okay. Yeah,
1: it's about the Joker. And it um, stars Joaquin Phoenix. It's uh, written and directed by Todd Phillips, who you'd probably know from The Hangover and
0: uh, Road
1: Trip and Old School.
0: Road Trip. Oh, my gosh. That's a blast. Oh, yeah. I love Road Trip. My yeah. 11-year-old self loved Road Trip. Yeah,
1: he makes, like, you know, goofy comedies. Right. You know, he points a camera at uh, actors. And, sure. Um, you know, they've been enjoyable movies, but I don't know that Todd Phillips, the auteur, had anything to do with that. You know, they usually get, like.
0: Right. Well, I mean, he, he got, you yeah. know. He got Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell and John Cusack and Vince Vaughn. That's hard. It's hard to make a comedy off that. John Cusack. No, he used the wrong name. Uh,. Luke Wilson, sorry, that's what I meant for old school. (laughs) Not the same guy. Um, Same hair, same hair. That's what I was thinking. Sure. Um, Yeah, you know that's difficult to point cameras at those three. Right. I I don't.
1: I don't know that Todd Phillips is like a genius or anything. So I guess we're gonna find out. Well, we'll see.
0: But so um, so far, with uh, most of uh, Marvel's directors, they have not been geniuses. I mean, Zack Snyder's kind of not really. There's probably some people that would give you
1: crap for that because Joss Whedon. Josh, Josh Whedon good. But anyway, so yeah, so Todd Phillips uh, of uh, Road Trip Fame is gonna be doing
0: <laughs> Is that how you're gonna refer to him now? Yeah. Whenever you're talking about the Joker? Right. Todd Phillips of Road Trip Fame, right. starring Tom Green.
1: Right, yes. Yep. <laughs> the new director that's, of the Joker. That's the Tom Green would have made a good Joker. Yeah. Would he? Maybe.
0: That would be the worst. I would at least I would at least click on it. Right? Who could not want to click on that? That's. Um, But uh,
1: when I first heard they were making this movie, my first thought was, "Why?" Um, You know, the Joker. Right. Well, that's just it. They know that if they put that name on the poster, you'll pay to go see it because it's a a popular character. It feels like a cash grab to me. Um, They're going to be doing his origin, which I don't know that I want to see the Joker's origin. I think. When you tell the origin of a character like the Joker, he loses some of his mystique. I thought he was portrayed best um, when uh, Christopher Nolan did that trilogy of, of films and he had uh, Heath Ledger play the Joker. and They they really didn't explain him. In fact, um, when he talks about his scars and things, he gives different, um, yeah, different, explanations, different explanations each time. Um, the Joker, to me, kind of represents that kind of element of, of chaos or just um, evil that exists in society there's people that will do things that don't even seem like they're in their own best interests right you know people in our real world you know uh, we talked about that 22 July there's people like that that exist that we go
0: what, well you can't believe these people are real
1: right yeah and that's what the joker is to me he's kind of he's chaos um i think he was summed up best um when uh Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight said, um, he said, I'm like a dog chasing a car. I wouldn't know what to do if I caught it. I just do things. Right. That's what the Joker is to me. So to do an origin story and explain him, I think he loses some of that mystique. It doesn't sound like a story I want to see. And it feels like a cash grab. It feels like, you know, what do we got for characters that are popular? Oh, the Joker. Well, let's give him a movie.
0: Well, and does it come with a thing, um, again, from the DC side of... The fact that, and again, I didn't see Suicide Squad because I didn't care. Um, I feel like I should, but I never will, probably. That's like one of the few movies of the last few years that I probably should have watched, but I just didn't because I couldn't because it didn't look fun. Um, Everybody was so mad about the Jared Leto Joker. Is that where this is coming from? Like, Do you think that they're trying to make up for that? Because the fact that, Jared, and again, I didn't see Suicide Squad, so I can't say anything. Whether it was good or not, He was in the movie for like ten minutes. And so you just throw it away? You just you didn't even give it a chance to work?
1: I thought I heard that Leto was coming back for Suicide Squad too. Is he? I then what's
0: this then? So Joaquin's playing the prequel and Jared Leto's playing the which two guys that look nothing alike. Don't even have the same body or build.
1: This film is not gonna tie in with the Suicide Squad. It's its own standalone film. So
0: the jo- Okay, and again, this is where I defer to you. So, The Joker is making a pre... Oh, jeez, DC. Gross.
1: It's just an extra movie, and that's what it feels like. It right. feels like extra movie so we can make extra money.
0: Okay, because I heard the last I had known, and again, I thought Jared Leto was out, because everybody everybody goes flipping crazy for these movies, and if you don't like something, you got to change it, because everyone's so mad. Well,
1: he, might, he may or may not be coming back. I haven't heard it, I guess, one or the other, but... Um, I know that uh, James Gunn is writing the script for Suicide Squad two right now, and yeah. uh, it's probably not set in stone whether or not Joker's in it or Leto coming back and these kinds of things. But um, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker is definitely not going to tie into those films. This is a, a standalone film. Um, it's just it's just a one off. It's just an origin story of the Joker.
0: Yeah, it, Jared Leto says. Uh, his quote, Suicide Squad squandered my screen time, and uh, it doesn't look, and it's unlikely that I'll be back for Suicide Squad too. Unlikely, but you know, um, they got a really good. But that's not my thing. It's not Jared Leto. And again, I didn't see Suicide Squad, but I was around the people who did. Uh, everyone complained about him and not the me. Joker. I know you didn't, but everybody else did. And the I, way I, the internet works today, the loud voices of everybody going yeah. online and flipping out about stuff. Yeah, same same thing happened with Ben Affleck with Batman. Everyone flipped. I'm like, give people some time here. If if yeah. this was how it was, even when uh, Christian Bale took over, I'm like, if it, this, that was what 2005, the internet wasn't mm-hmm. as huge.
1: A little before that, but yeah, yeah.
0: Um, if they didn't like him, I mean, like, they give him free movies, no matter what.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You gotta 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 let it marinate a little bit here
1: i for me the suicide squad was a great cast but not a great script and i mean you could tell that i think from the two-minute trailer i watched i read somewhere that uh, that script was written in just a few weeks or something
0: yeah I, and, and, and the, yeah. all and all the stuff i read and heard after i mean it felt like i heard it was chopped up and felt pretty all over and kind of yeah kind of goofy yeah, but I,
1: I thought the cast was great. I loved um, you know, Margot Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn. I thought she was fantastic. Of course, she's coming back. She's going to be doing a Birds of Prey movie. Right, which will be fun. Yeah. And um,
0: and again, she was the only reason why I'd want to watch Suicide Squad, because I just wanted to stay up with her. But yeah, maybe she, I will before Birds of Prey. She was good. I, I thought the guy that
1: played, um, I don't know, El Diablo, I thought he was great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can't think of the actor's name right now, but um.
0: so so with the Joker, because everybody cares. I love it because I love when people care about stuff. Mm-hmm. Joker's makeup. Oh, I didn't care for it. Well, but it, but if you just but if going off your definition, so I'm just going off your definition at all. Mm-hmm. You said he's a sky of chaos, whatever, and he just does whatever. Mm-hmm. That makeup looks like he just threw it on. It doesn't yeah. have to be good, if, especially if it's a prequel too. If it's like his first rendition of the makeup. He looks like a birthday clown. Yeah. If it's his first time doing it, nobody does their, nobody, how many, how many movie stars are like, like even me, who is a professional wrestling fan. The first time I see a wrestler, that's never their character or the way they look 10 years later. They've always evolved and made it look. The undertaker doesn't look the way he does now. When he did in 1990, he had gray gloves on. He looked like a goof, still looks like a goof, just cooler looking. That's, That's a way of thinking about it, too. I guess if I was a Joker and I was putting paint on the first time, it'd probably just be probably that. Red lips, whatever else, white face, and boom, you're, boom. scary.
1: I love that you think that the current incarnation of The Undertaker is some sort of evolution of something.
0: It is. (laughs) It is. Don't fight me on this, John. (laughs) It totally is. But, yeah, no, it's just the look of it. And that's that's kind of how I took it.
1: I, I looked at the picture of Joaquin Phoenix with the Joker makeup on, and I thought he looked like... The example picture on the little Halloween makeup kit that you get a good well,
0: one. Well, yeah, that was, I think, the shtick. I think that's well, that's completely how I took it, and that's why I, I liked it. The other thing, here's my other thought, too, is, um, so Jared Leto, I don't know how old he is, but looks young, whether he's old or not. I think
1: he's in his 30s. Yeah,
0: he's probably late 30s. Yeah. And then uh, Heath Ledger, he was, what, early 30s, mid-30s? Young, mm-hmm. Young-looking young guy, though, no matter how old he was. He mm-hmm. looked like a baby face. Joaquin Phoenix? Looks like an old grizzled dude. Yeah, even well, when he's looking young. So that to me is an interesting thing. Granted, if you're going back to Jack Nicholson stuff, it's different too. But it's just funny. We had these two good-looking dudes playing the Joker the last two times, and now you kind of have a bigger guy,
1: bigger well, build. Again, this one's not supposed to tie into those movies, so this is not that same version. Um, the Joker in the comic, I think when they when they have done his origin, he was a stand-up comedian who was not doing well, not making a lot of money. And I believe he had a wife and he was trying to, he got involved with this red hood gang and he was going to do some robberies in order to make some quick money to help out his family. So he had a family and and stuff when he becomes the Joker in the comic. Okay. So, I mean, they're, they're probably going a little closer to that than, you know, the last few movies that have come out. Right.
0: I don't, I have troubles differentiating whether it's a standalone movie or not. It's weird to me. It's supposed to be just a standalone. don't care. It's, it all goes into, but it's still going to fall under the umbrella of, of the universe in DC, which mm-hmm. to me is, that's where my, and again, this is where we, we differ in just humans is, you, you know, you're really ingrained. I'm not. So as a movie goer that I am, I just see it as, and like you said, I see just cash. So it makes sense. Um, but uh, so the other thing I read today is, um, which was, it's probably just an op-ed, but it's interesting again, just to get your opinion on it. Um, so there was a thing out that said, um, Venom did so well, but box office wise, which it did, whether it was a good movie or not, that, uh, they might keep Spider-Man's rights out of Marvel now because they see so much money coming back into their franchise. So yeah, and there's a, there's talks right now of pulling Spider-Man out of Marvel probably post whatever this phase is and not letting them be involved because they see money now, again. Which is such a Sony thing to do, but uh-huh. I'm not surprised. I just read that. I was like, oh, who'd have thought? I didn't know they were in
1: a position to do that.
0: I'm sure they probably can. They they own the final rights. I'm sure there's contracts and stuff. I didn't read it. It, it was just not bad. Who knows if that's the thing, but that's the thoughts. It's because Venom did so well. Maybe they can rejuvenate. Yeah, well, you tried that before. I how, don't, how did that go?
1: Yeah, I don't know how all that that kind of stuff. Yeah, that works,
0: gets pretty too. detailed. There's a, there's a book I'll have to have you read where it kind of goes into the details. It's pretty super interesting to see how it works. So, the thing we just talked about, I just let John know, because why not? Willy Wonka prequel got announced today. Boo! Uh-huh. Because Willy Wonka is like one of the greatest movies ever. I love it. Every second of it. And why? But I guess it's all about how Willy Wonka came to be who he is. So, it's like an origin story of him. About like, what made him recluse? what made him go into this factory and make candy for kids that he doesn't like.
1: Once again, I'll say the same thing I said about the Joker. I mean, if you're going to explain him, don't you think he loses some of his mystique? Of course. The
0: Willy Wonka character is amazing. Yeah. You don't know why, why is this guy sitting in this building all by himself?
1: Yeah. You use your imagination to fill in the blanks. And sometimes that's better than what,
0: you know, when when they, when they actually spell it off. Right. Well, but that's the, the origin story model that marvel is just i think it's i mean it hasn't helped i'm not saying origin stories have never existed but when marvel did so many in a row i think people see them and they're like well maybe people want to know i mean there is always youth and stuff coming behind it too you know I, there's always like a younger generation that i think that's the, always the thought well they didn't grow up on it well does that mean that they have to know like why did, is that a thing do they have to know I think
1: there's somebody that owns the rights to it and they want to get some money. Or they're like, what's the next thing we can do with Willy Wonka? We've already done a remake. Can we do a prequel? Right. Can we do a video game? What can we do? Can we do a TV series? Right,
0: totally. And that's the problem with movies in general is that right there. Yeah. Because why why create. Because at the time, Willy Wonka was so ingenious. Still is. When you rewatch, it's still pretty amazing how well it holds up. They didn't even need to remake it. Yeah, the remake wasn't great. It was the same movie. It was. it was. Johnny Depp putting on a costume. Never seen that before. Yeah. What a what a stretch for Johnny Depp's career. Put on a costume and act funny on on screen. Yeah. Uh, so other big one. Well, uh, we got one more. Uh, Gladiator two. Mm
1: hmm.
0: What do you think about that? Cash grab or or uh, that should be our segment. Cash grab or real thing. <laughs> uh, do you think that? Because well, Ridley Scott's directing.
1: He is. That was going to be my first question.
0: Is. Granted, how many times is now? Is this Ridley Scott's new thing now?
1: I think Ridley Scott is one of the most talented directors working today, but um, God, he makes a lot of bad movies.
0: I know he's so amazing at some of the stuff he does. Yeah, and some of but, and you know it even when you're watching it. Like even his bad movies, at least his bad movies are still better than they some, look. Ni- they t- look nice. Of even, course. Every
1: time I'm watching a Ridley Scott movie, I'm like, God, this movie sucks, but
0: gorgeous. Um. You know, and but that's like you can like stomach it that way though. Like, because I, 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 it is true. Like, there's times where I watch movies like The Revenant, like we were talking about. Perfect example. I wasn't really into The Revenant, I, I found it extremely plotting and slow and not all that interesting. But man, the whole time I'm like, my eyes can't stop watching. It's <laughs> so beautiful. And Ridley Scott, he is a pro at it when it comes to doing that. Yeah. Did you? Uh, were you a fan of uh, the new Blade Runner? No. Nah. Oh, really? I loved yeah.
1: it. I thought it was spectacular. Once, I, it, once again,
0: it looked great. It looked great. Oh, yeah. And I think that it honestly is one of the one of the movies that I almost didn't care if it didn't. <laughs> I was like it's so good. Um, like what are some of the, some of the stuff he's done recently? Yeah. Here, here's his IMDb. This is proof that he's not made good movies. Let's say the last ten years. So two thousand eight. Body of Lies. Did you see that with uh, uh, DiCaprio? Yeah. And uh, Crow. I don't know if I saw it. Yeah. I, I actually may have. I just don't remember. Exactly. Same <laughs> here. Robin Hood. Did you see that with Russell Crowe? Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, man. What a sit-through, man. I watched yeah. that in the theater. Slow week, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Prometheus hated it. I love it. I'm I'm on the side of <laughs> I love Prometheus. I'm on the I'm I don't I've def- I saw Prometheus in the theater and was blown away. Didn't care that it didn't make any sense. I had a t- great time with everything involved. I'm one of the I'm on the half that loved it and then that movie has no middle ground.
1: They should put that quote from you right on the movie poster in quotes, it should say, uh, I didn't care that it didn't make sense. It didn't
0: make sense. I understand it. <laughs> what, I, a, what an endorsement. <laughs> I get it. I understand why people don't like it, but sometimes it just, it just, I loved every watch it multiple times. I'm like, I think this is great, but it, it's, I, that's why I love for me this because there's nobody in between. Nobody tells me yeah, it's good. It's fine. It's either. Yeah, it was really fun. I loved it. Or this was like, trash. It was trash. I don't think so. Like, it was great. Uh, the counselor, which nobody saw. Don't see it. I, Did you see it?
1: It was I pretty rough.
0: I think I saw it.
1: Yeah. I think I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't
0: like it either. All I remember is the extremely violent Garrett wire kill at the end mm. where like they took the wire like hitman style and they like sawed it through the guy's head. I'm like, mm. and I think it was on Javier Bardem too. And it was one of the most violent things I've ever seen. Um, Exodus Gods and Kings. I don't know if I watched that because did I don't think I needed to.
1: I don't think wasn't
0: I wasn't that, that I think that was Gerard Butler, right? It
1: was that was wasn't that Christian
0: Bale. Was it Christian Bale? Same person.
1: I think it was a Christian
0: Bale movie. That I think, was I, the like, one I, think I, I liked that one. I think yeah, I Christian Bale, Joel Edgerton, Ben Kingsley. Yeah, I, I actually I it. did watch that. Don't remember anything about it. Yeah. I didn't No, and you know, and some movies are made. For a quick buck, that are just there to just be what they are. I think that one kind of fell into that line. When oh. you
1: said the when you said the name of it, uh, yeah, for a second I was confusing it with uh, uh, what's his
0: name? What's the name that you said? Oh, uh, what did I say? Now I'm thinking of Christian Bale because that's what you said. <laughs> uh, uh, the guy I don't like a lot. Uh, oh my! What is it? Jared Butler.
1: Gerard Butler. He did a movie like that. He did an Egyptian movie.
0: Yeah, that's what I would think when I read it. That was the Egyptian God's... something. I can't
1: and think of the name of that one. That movie was rough. I liked that one.
0: Gross. <laughs> stupid. So bad.
1: It was fun. Not you fun. You couldn't take it seriously, but it that was, was fun. So
0: bad. And then uh, The Martian. He did The Martian, which... I um, liked Martian. I loved The Martian. Thought yeah. it was great. That's probably his best movie he's done in the last decade. Yeah. Then the uh, the new Alien Covenant, which I no, it was not good. No, it's just not good. And then All the Money in the World, which I did not see. Oh, I did see. That. I want to see it. It just fell through my fell through the cracks.
1: I heard it was good. I was eager to see that one. That's I, that's the one where um, that was
0: the big Kevin Spacey switch.
1: Yeah, they filmed the movie. They had finished it, and they had Kevin Spacey playing yeah. uh, one of the major characters in it.
0: He played Gotti, or uh, what's the what's the villain in it? It's uh, it's the story of uh, of uh, oh my gosh, my brain's not broken today. Of Getty, Je- Getty, not Gotti, yeah. Getty. Yeah, John Paul, J. Getty. Paul
1: Getty. So they finished the movie, and then, um, then these his allegations stuff comes out. come out about Kevin Spacey and right. um, Ridley Scott. Which I love this. He decided that he was gonna. Refilm all the scenes with uh
0: and they did it in like seven days
1: something like that and,
0: and the movie was set to release in like four weeks yeah like that's amazing yeah i went to the theater
1: right away because i was like i i'm dying to see this movie. yeah
0: I, I i didn't get a chance and i realized that it's like one of the movies that i literally just forgot existed and now that i read this i'm like oh man i really need to watch that
1: it was a really good movie too. that's what i've heard a really good story
0: Really well done. Yeah, easily one of the movies. Was, it's just one of the movies that fell through the cracks. But I you'd will, never, you'd never know they had to refilm it. Yeah, I heard, I heard it was great. Yeah. Um, what they did. So, yeah. so that's his last tech decade, right there. Yeah. I mean, none of them are like must very, see. Besides very talented the, guy. besides the Martian, it's probably the one must see on there. Well, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen all the money in the world.
1: Yeah, so all money the money in the world is good too. I mean, yeah, like I say, a very talented guy. Just some of the scripts have been bad.
0: Right. Well, I mean, even like some of his stuff in the early two thousands. I mean. You know, he had good scripts, but the movies were, you know, I mean, Matchstick Man, I love. Yeah, I mean, that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. But like, did you watch Kingdom of Heaven? With uh, no, uh, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, don't watch. It's not good. Michael or the J Five. Not Michael J. Fox. I can't come up with any names today. <laughs> Jamie Fox. I'm mixing like the the other name with the person today. That's my that's wait a my, minute, wait a minute. Kingdom of Heaven. Isn't that Kingdom of Heaven, or am I thinking of a different movie? The Kingdom. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. The Kingdom. That's right. Yeah, I don't. Oh, Kingdom of Heaven's Martin Sheen. I didn't see that. There's a movie called, called Kingdom. kingdom of, that's Jamie
1: Foxx. There's a movie called Kingdom of Heaven, and then there's there's a movie called The, the kingdom. kingdom. Did Ridley Scott do both of them? No, he just did Kingdom of Heaven. That's, oh, I was okay. just
0: thinking of The Kingdom. That's what I saw. Kingdom, and that was the, the movie. Kingdom was good.
1: That's alright. But that was not Ridley Scott. It was not okay. Um, the Kingdom of Heaven, Ridley Scott, not good. Not good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I didn't see it.
0: And then, well, he did Hannibal, which I thought was I thought was good.
1: Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, I I think the character was less interesting in that one because I mean we already got to know him. And...
0: Well, and it again it's it goes back to the Joker conversation, which is probably what we can end with is uh, iconic characters mm-hmm. like what
1: do you expect from people like sometimes, sometimes less is more I think always always and I, Silence of the Lambs is such a good movie. Um, to do a movie, to take that supporting character of Hannibal Lecter that was really, you know, interesting in that movie and do a whole movie on him and right, he loses some of his of course. mystique.
0: Well, and that's, that's, I mean, that's what we talked about with, I mean, Joker's a little different, but, um, Willy Wonka, I mean, if you watch Willy Wonka, Chuck Fetter, he doesn't show up for the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, that's a, that opening scene or the opening sequence to get to the, the factory yeah it's a it's a solid 45 minutes to an hour or you know the other big one beetlejuice what's he in the movie nine minutes like michael keaton yeah really, it's that minimal and like look at how iconic that character is and now they're gonna make beetlejuice too it's like do we need Uh, need is that really getting the green light i last time i heard it green light and michael and michael keaton was signed on and which is all they need they don't need anything else
1: I'll be surprised to see that one come out. I feel like they've been talking about that one for
0: They have, a while. but I thought it wasn't too long ago. They they greenlit Michael Keaton signing on. Eh, we'll see. I think they were jumping on his recent Remergence.
1: you know, why? Because the Birdman.
0: Cuz of Birdman and then his uh uh, uh Spider-Man too. Oh, yeah. You know, he was in that, so I think those two movies, played Birdman in that one. Too. Yeah, I know he played like practically the same character in that one. I was like, but, you know, that's and that's also part of this too is that's always what happens is actor goes away. Actor comes back, does one movie. People go, remember that? Kind of like Liam Neeson. Because what did he do outside of, I mean, between Star Wars, I mean, and Taken. Nobody was talking about Liam Neeson. And even in Star Wars, nobody was talking about Liam Neeson. I've never been talking about Liam Neeson. (laughs) He's always been there. He was in the early 90s. He was pretty huge. Mm -hmm. And then Taken brought him just huge. Yeah, One movie. One movie that's like 80 minutes long three movies now yeah oh my gosh don't even can't even talk about movies nobody should watch ever in life are taken two and three mm-hmm. um but yeah no so that is it for today i think we hit the news hit some netflix we'll be back next week where we will come up with what we want to talk about i'm not really sure yet we're still still getting in the groove here we're only three episodes and we'll get it we'll hit our stride mm-hmm. once we get going so
1: yeah thanks for listening
0: What you want, you don't want it. If I gave you the moon, you'd grow tired of it soon. You're like a baby, you want what you want when you want it. But after you are presented with what you want, you're discontented.